Victory 91.5, Redlocks. <laughs> Wedlocks? Never, never time. I love Wedlocks. Every, every time. <laughs> I am home. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to go, I am Bobo Waltos. <laughs> we're too. Um, uh, not to be confused with the first time we found out we were going to Israel and I announced on the air I was going home. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that. I <laughs> won't either. Somber. Well, <laughs> you know, the first time he announced it, he said, you know, have a big announcement. I'm going home. And then the second time he announced it, trying to be vague and mysterious again, he said, we have a big surprise in nine months. <laughs> I was like, nope, totally no. different surprise. <laughs> Just going to Israel. All right, part 12. Part 12. Part 12. Part 12. Of 13 parts of the teaching on Yom Kippur. Ray Haynes, follow along at victory.radio. Click on blog. It's all written down. Yeah, help you just to encounter who you are, who Jesus is, and how all of this works together. The Day of Atonement's in the past, it's in the present, it's in the future. It's going on in heaven right now. So all of this, and actually the official Day of Atonement in terms of the biblical calendar, starts tonight at nightfall, goes through tomorrow at nightfall, or as we say here, from Tim to Tim. That's because Tim is our evening announcer. The seal of the Lamb, the four winds. And after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, not the sea, nor on any tree. Chapter 7 continues this, uh, this courtroom scene. It's an investigation of those who are alive at the time of the second coming of Christ. They ask, the great day of the wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? So here's the answer to the question. Two groups are introduced, the 144,000 and the great multitude. These two groups will be able to stand at the second coming of Christ. The four angels represent the supernatural forces that bring on the affliction, chaos, and warfare that Satan uses to persecute and scatter God's people. These forces are restrained, but when they're released, Satan will be allowed to use the nations of the earth to bring about the central drama of the book of Revelation. So here's the seal of God. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Revelation 7. Okay, so God's seal proves the authenticity of his saints. The servants of God are sealed on their foreheads, probably not a visible mark, but rather refers to what God does in their minds and hearts. There's a parallel passage, Revelation 14. Instead of a seal, he says that the 144,000 have the Father's name written in their foreheads. So remember, it's a chiatic, so it's not a unique to Revelation or the Bible. It's just a, uh, a method of writing in a mirror form. So what happens early happens late again. So the Father's name refers to his righteous and holy character, which is both imputed, declared to be theirs, and imparted, made a reality in their lives to all of his children. This is what it means to have his name written on their foreheads, and this is what it proves that they're the children of God. So God told Moses, I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. When God proclaimed his name, he proclaimed his character. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no, minds, uh, by no means clearing the guilty. So Jesus, through his death on the cross, frees us from the condemnation of the law by declaring us not guilty. That's imputed righteousness. 
Then he sends the Holy Spirit to write or seal the law of love in our minds and hearts, transforming our lives, making us new creatures. So uh, Ephesians 1, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Therefore, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God. Holiness to the Lord was written on the foreheads of the priests back in the sanctuary days. Likewise, God's name, his holy character, is written on the foreheads of these 144,000. Their holy character proves their authenticity to the rest of the universe who are looking to see what humans are like when they come into harmony with God. That's basically it. Revelation 22, they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. 1 John 3, we know that we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. When we see him as he is, he's able to give us his name, his character, and we become like him. Mm -hmm. That's how that works. This seal protects and secures the 144,000. God's seal protects his people. As God was delivering the children of Israel out of slavery in Egypt through a series of plagues, he instructed them to put a mark on their doorpost, the blood of the lamb that was slain. This special mark protected them from the final plague, the slaying of the firstborn children. During the final crisis, God's people will again need protection. The locusts of the fifth trumpet were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth, any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God in their foreheads. Chapter 8 and 9 will see that this seal will protect them from Satan's attempt to destroy them through chaos and warfare. They'll also be protected from destructive judgments, the seven last plagues, in contrast to those who receive the mark of the beast. And the this particular mark is like an X. It's a cross, and it's the last letter of uh, the left tab is in, in the Bible. It's... That's the begin. It's the Hebrew version of the beginning and the ending. All right, the Alpha and the Omega is in Greek. So that name right there is the mark, and that name is Jesus. So when you receive Jesus, you've received that mark. So this whole fear of the mark of the beast and all that stuff, receiving Jesus takes care of that. It's a better mark. As you are, as you're watching, um, as you're watching. As you're, as, as you're as you're reading along with with Ray, uh, you you may want to go back. You may want to go back and listen and read it again because uh, th this is some heavy stuff. Goodness, uh, yeah. Revelation is heavy. Uh, walking through it, even with a guide, is heavy. Yeah. So this will all be posted up at the uh, Victory Radio website. Uh, there's a link at the Risenstein Facebook page. Not just the actual teaching, but the audio clips will be available also. And, you know, as it begins tonight, remember, every Jew on the earth is going to in some way try to accomplish the Day of Atonement without Jesus. Mm -hmm. So this, all this, the whole preparation of this is so mm -hmm. that we can pray for them so that they might encounter Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no Amen. bigger issue that we could ever ask mm -hmm. for than God encounter your people. Mm -hmm. Final part coming up. Is worrying about your...